Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, this is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 32 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Marina Massingham, a seasoned business leader with over 15 years of experience building companies and teams. Having co-founded a company that was acquired within the first eight months of inception, Marina brings her vast experience in marketing, television, talent development and management consulting to her role as CEO at Afrid Health. Originally from London, Marna has worked in six different countries and now has her roots in Montreal, Quebec. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me here today. It's a pleasure to join you. Ours as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your company, and a little bit about your journey. Sure, I'd be glad to. So um, as you mentioned, I am originally from um, the UK. I've been in Canada for seven years now. I started my career in management consulting. I was a consultant for nearly eight years before doing a very typical move from consulting to a client, in this case, Cadbury. Mm -hmm. And I did a number of uh, both strategy and marketing roles globally and within Europe for Cadbury before joining Novartis and really starting my career in healthcare Um, nearly 10 years ago now. And I did a very strange move. I went completely out of my comfort zone, out of strategy, out of marketing, um, to take on an HR role in um, talent development. So I was the head of commercial talent development for Novartis's global business. Uh, That really excited my interest in the healthcare industry more generally. I then moved um, from Switzerland to, to Canada seven years ago, co-founded, as you mentioned, a um, specialty pharma company and sold it within eight months, worked for the company that acquired us for a couple of years before joining AFRED as professional CEO back in January of 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And AFRED's focus as a company is clinical decision support in mental health. Um, So we help doctors to make better decisions 
in the care of their patients, both in treatment management and treatment selection, in order to get more patients better within a given population and get those patients better faster. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing those insights with us. And I really like the diverse background that you bring, Lena, the, the kind of journey and trajectory from, you know, management consultant and working with Cadbury and then jumping into the pharmaceutical space and leading your team as CEO. And so I'm curious, what is the role, um, has, what role has performance played in your journey? And what does performance mean to you? I think it's been a non-traditional journey and certainly one that I didn't plan out in advance. I think performance has meant to me always um, stretching myself, always being curious, always um, looking to push myself outside my comfort zone um, and give everything I have to the um, to the mission or the project or the deadline that I've got in front of me, um, learning as fast as I can along the way, but also leveraging the, the team around me um, in order to help to reach my goals. And so when you're speaking to performance, what is it or how do you feel your own performance? I think it's it's really something that you have to be comfortable measuring for yourself. I think it can be very discouraging if you try to take benchmarks of other people and compare yourself against them because everybody has their own skills and capabilities. and Everybody has their own journey and the, their own experience and talents that they bring to bear in what they're doing. So my own, my own yardstick is myself. It's, mm-hmm. it's always, did I bring my best? Did I make that extra effort? Did I go the extra mile? And did I bring everything I had um, to what I was trying to accomplish? If I can look myself in the mirror and say, yes, I did that, then I can be satisfied with my performance, even if the outcome is either different or, or not quite what I, I would originally expected. Mm. And so when, when you're thinking from where you've gone to where you are now in a leadership position, what would you say are the top three things that you have done to build yourself as a leader? I think I've really banked my successes. I look back sometimes when I am um, feeling unsure in a situation, I can look back and say, okay, I've felt that feeling before. I know I can do it. I know I'll get through it. Um, So I think that's been very important. I think as I've become a leader, particularly of of AFRED, I've learned to learn as much from my team as they learn from me. Mm -hmm. Um, In larger organizations, you're a leader of a team, often either through tenure or the fact you're only a step or two ahead of the people that you're leading in terms of experience. Um, I'm now a leader of a team that has some very different expertise, some very different experience from me, and I'm really enjoying learning very actively from my team, as well as teaching them um, in areas where I have more expertise. So I think that's that's been very important for my own performance and also for the team's performance. And I think that you have to build in, particularly as a startup CEO, a lot of flexibility into your approach, mm-hmm. whether it's in your approach to problems, whether it's an approach to coaching your members of your team, whether it's an approach to bringing rest different members of the team together around a particular topic or issue, um, you are finding yourself in a situation where there's no way you could be an expert in every area of the business that you're overseeing. And you have to get comfortable with that. You have to accept that. Um, You push yourself to learn, but you also Mm -hmm. need to make sure that you are leveraging every member of your team in the most flexible way. You're, Mm -hmm. You're coaching them to make sure that they are integrating their efforts correctly 
um, and you deal with with moving targets. Sometimes you have to be very flexible to the external environment. You may be on one path and you'll need to to make an adjustment Um, and you have to be very flexible as a CEO if you're going to perform well um, in your role in order to to do that. So those, I think, would be, for me, the three things that I would would say are, are important elements of my performance today. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I think what I'm hearing from there, Marina, is really looking at ways to create an environment uh, for your team to thrive and yes. creating that space where you, not only are they learning from you, but you're also learning from them. And, and so I'm curious, in growing your team, has there been any, any pain points that you've noticed? Um, and how, how have you maybe overcome some of those pain points in growing your team? That's a great question. Um, when I joined AFRED um, over two years ago now, I was um, really the only seasoned business person within the company at that time. I joined a brilliant group of young founders who are immensely talented in their respective areas of mm-hmm. uh, clinical work, in neuroscience, and in machine learning. And um, I needed to build a company around them and to take the company from a project stage to um, a, a young company, which we are today. And that involved bringing in people with a lot more experience and expertise um, in different parts of the business um, in order to make it successful and to, and to grow it. And there were some initial challenges in in some areas of the business, just melding those two perspectives, those two different experience levels, those two different points of view together um, into one company. I think what has has helped was having a very strong focus on fit. So making sure that whatever the experience level of the hire, whatever their, their expertise area is, that they have a fit with the overall culture of the company. Um, and also making sure within that, that they are as focused on the mission as we are. I have a very, very mission-focused team. Everyone is passionate about improving the care of patients struggling with mental health conditions today. That is a very unifying theme. And sometimes it's tempting when you have an expertise gap to kind of gloss over that a little bit and say, okay, I need that person now. And okay, maybe they're not exactly the right fit, but but we need it now and let's just get on with the hire. We've really resisted that temptation. We've really said to ourselves, you know what, we're at a stage right now that every single person makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, that culture fit is supremely important to make sure that the team knits together well and continues to be focused on the same things and moving in the same direction and cooperates effectively together. So we're, we're not gonna skip that. We're gonna make sure that every hire that we have uh, no matter how desperate we are for them, um, is the right fit for the business. Mm. And in speaking about fit, when you think about the alignment with your your company vision and expectations, what challenges or or what's your approach in keeping your team members aligned with those? I think we're we're in a fortunate position that um, this is something we've selected for from from very very early stages. So there's an inherent passion. But sometimes it's nice to to remind people of the business milestone and how that relates to the mission. So some things can be really rather dry and in and of themselves pretty uninspiring tasks. But by linking them back to 
having taken a step forward in the fulfillment of that vision, that's a huge way that the team gets excited and comes together and and really sees their, their efforts collectively mm-hmm. as helping to fulfill that mission. So it's sometimes good to, to remind people of, of that. Exactly. Yeah. In the sense of understanding what you're saying here is that when it comes to um, the expectations around your company and your vision, it's it's communicated through the work, you know, through uh, management and leadership, and then also on a daily or weekly basis through how you interact with your team members. Absolutely. It's important that they all feel seen, mm-hmm. they feel recognized, they feel appreciated, and they feel supported. Um, we're not expecting people to be superhuman. We're not expecting people to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, we are asking people to to remember why they're there every day and to to remain focused on what we're doing and cooperate with each other uh, to work together to to fulfill our mission. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's important at an individual level as well as the collective team. Right. And, and so it seems, Marina, like you're really looking to create a safe space um, for people to fail. Does, does that yes. resonate? Yes, absolutely. I mean, there are many times when we're all doing something new mm-hmm. and there isn't going to be a time when you're doing things new and you don't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, what I discourage and I, I, um, I ask people to, to think about is when they make careless mistakes, mistakes that could have been really, really easily avoided if only a little bit more time and care had been taken. Then there are other mistakes that people make just because there was no way to know. Either something changed in the environment or they were missing a piece of vital information that they could never have known they lacked because this is something new for them to, to do. Um, those mistakes we, we take as learning opportunities. I, I support them in understanding how the mistake happened, um, coaching them in, in how we can fix it and encouraging them to, to um, take ownership and accountability, but without feeling punished for it. I also take the view that if you don't make mistakes, you're not trying, you're not really operating outside of your comfort zone. If you're doing something new, you're innovating. We're in a new-to-the-world technology creation phase here. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be outside of the comfort zone and mistakes are going to happen. It's how you handle them, how you support the team, and how you make sure that the learnings are taken away so that we don't repeat the same mistake the next time that's, that's most important. Mm-hmm. And in that... When it comes to having different demographics within your workplace, so your young team members versus senior management, how do you bridge those gaps between your demographics? I think what's important is to recognize the contribution that each person makes that may not be immediately obvious to the other because either they lack that expertise or or they've learned to prioritize experience. Um, and I think it's just a question sometimes of reminding people that um, individual team members may not fit their preconceived concept um, mold and concepts of, of what a, a team member in that position should bring. But actually, that person is really effective in that role and is bringing things that nobody else within the organization can do. Mm-hmm. There's been a little bit of coaching occasionally required on communication styles because the communication styles between the, the two generations can be quite different. Yes. Um, 
But that's been an adjustment that I think has been readily made on both sides. Um, and again, because everybody respects each other and trusts each other fundamentally as individuals and people, mm. um, these things get addressed early on in a very cooperative manner and are not allowed to, to fester and become bigger and bigger problems over time. And I think you know, now we're all working virtually. Some communication issues, I think, are common to even teams that have been working together for years. Mm. Um, so we've we've been addressing that. We've acknowledged it. And we've been looking for strategies to just help that type of communication, which is most important as you're integrating new members into the team. Yes. Who may not know each other. There's no shared history before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been quite engaged in helping people to, when they're onboarding, to get off on the right foot and to get some of these early potential issues addressed. Okay. And so this almost feeds back to what we were discussing earlier about the right fit within the organization and taking your time to hire, even at times when you need hire right away. Um, what, are, what are some of your practices that you've implemented within the company um, to make sure someone's the right fit? that maybe your audience members or other other business owners might be able to learn from? We have an interview process that is pretty inclusive at different levels of the organization and different parts of the organization. Mm -hmm. And to the earlier point, different generations. So we make sure that when someone is going through the interview process, that they are exposed to a number of team members to give them a good sense of what the environment is, is like and the the key individuals within our our company. So they have the opportunity through the interview process to start already to become familiar with who we are and and how we operate as a team. And I think that's been a really important part of it. Yeah, and it it sounds like from the start within your recruitment process, um, what you're doing is essentially being inclusive with regards to not just management in making the hiring decisions, but also team members as well. Um, So hearing more specifically that it would be potentially peers that they would be working with that are involved into the interview process and providing feedback. Absolutely. And we're still a relatively small team. So the hierarchy is pretty flat anyway, Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely they are, they are interviewed with with peers, people they would be working with on a, on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. as part of the hiring process. And that's important to us. And so kind of switching gears a little bit, what kind of support have you provided or had your team sought out during the past year? That's a great question. Um, we did a series of management team meetings that focused on the impact of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this was a safe space. So we really allowed people to um, share their experiences, share their concerns, um, also share good stories. So I have to say, I thought I knew my team very well. I learned a lot when we had those sessions. Mm-hmm. So we found some members of the team super happy. They're not commuting anymore. They are um, living with partners with whom they have a good relationship. They are able to focus better on their work. They may have more of an introverted bent, so they don't miss the pressure of socialization in the office every day. And they're happy as clams. Then there are other people who, um, we have quite a few um, first-generation Canadians, 
and a lot of us do not have our families here in Canada. So there are some of us who have parents who are older and they're also overseas. Mm-hmm. So this was bringing some some worries to to people how they how they manage it, how they support their family overseas. Uh, we unfortunately had um, a couple of team members having to delay or pers- or or rework their weddings. So we had two planned weddings. One went ahead, one didn't. Um, we also had team members whose partners had surgery during the last year, which nobody loves because it's more of a concern during these, yeah. these COVID times. Um, and I think it was really helpful for, for me as the leader of the team, but also each other to hear everything that's going on behind the screen. Mm. When you close the laptop, people have a whole world and whole life behind that screen and COVID can impact that very, very differently mm. um, and in ways you wouldn't necessarily expect. And I think that um, the feedback from those sessions was really positive and I hope to to repeat them again um, in future to just make sure that we were, were connected. And I did see a, a more lasting effect coming out of that with people being more spontaneous and telling me, oh, I need to take time off because I have a family member who's recovering from surgery or I've got to take a, you know my mom to a doctor's appointment um, there was a lot more sort of spontaneous um, chat around and, and feedback to me around other things that they've got going on um, in their lives beyond just their, their work with AFRAD. Mm. And that's fanta- fantastic in the sense of normalizing to your point that there's a person there's a person with a life behind the screen and that it's okay to have those conversations within the workplace, you know, from a co- professional capacity to really understand what are people going through and being able to therefore exhibit higher levels of empathy and compassion um, to what they're needing at certain periods throughout their life. I, I hope it, it was a benefit to them. I think the, the positive, the feedback was very positive and I hope mm-hmm. that that's, becomes an ongoing part of our culture and it's acceptable to be human and it's you know you should you should be encouraged to to not conceal that part of of you to any degree that might be detrimental Mm. in your overall well-being and that both Ange and I here are laughing because that aligns very much with the work that we do in intuitive performance and our primary focus or where we come from is, well, if you focus more on the person behind the job rather than the job itself, they'll actually be able to achieve the results you're looking for. And so it seems like you've been able to kind of create that environment and are, are working to build that within your culture as you're growing uh, to be able to support your team move forward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very reassuring to hear. We're, we're certainly trying. We're putting the effort behind <laughs> it. And so coming to a close here, Marina, what are three words of inspiration that you might want the world to hear? Well, I think given my background and the topic we've just been discussing, I don't think these would be maybe too much of a surprise. <clears throat> I, I really would say mental health matters. There is tremendous pressure mm. on mental health of the population within Canada and around the world right now. Um, it really is important to recognize the impact that that's having on your team. Um, mm. I found it eye-opening to do the exercise that I described. And I thought I knew them pretty well and I thought I was pretty tuned in. Um, I would really make the time to to do this kind of exercise with your team if you're comfortable and you have the right environment to make it safe for people to do this. Because I think the 
the understanding and the insight will, will benefit them and it will benefit your team and, and you as a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Marina, for joining us today. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much for, for having me. I've really enjoyed the discussion today. Yes, and we really appreciate you sharing your entrepreneurial insights with Intuity Performance and our subscribers. For those of you who would like to learn more about your business, we'll provide a link to your company's profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. Thank you so much, and you. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com, where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter, and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.